Welcome back to Breaking Up with Michaela Simuntry. That's me, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about breaking up, relationship advice, dating stories, and personal stories about some of the worst breakups, most embarrassing, or cringiest breakups of all time. So thank you for joining us today, and let's get started. Welcome back. Today's episode is super exciting because I have a guest with me who I've been watching on YouTube since about 2010, so it's been a good 10 years, but I'm so happy to be able to call this person my friend after so many years of watching her grow online. So please welcome Maddie, or as I've known her for so long, Minnie Maddie Mayo. What an introduction. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh- Mini Maddie Mayo. I love it. I'll I'll stick with that one forever. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, it has at this point become such a big part of your like adolescent years, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, that was also my nickname. Like my YouTube channel became Mini Maddie Mayo because everybody called me that in middle school. So it was like my nickname outside of YouTube as well. So it has it is stuck. <laughs> that is my oh, name. Wow. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. Well, to some of the listeners, do you want to give them a quick kind of like introduction and tell them all about you? Sure. Okay. Well, as you guys know, my name is Maddie. Um, I am no longer Maddie Mayo anymore, though. I'm actually hostile because I'm married, but uh, I'll stick with the mini Maddie Mayo. Um, (laughs) As Michaela said, we met through YouTube, which is where I really found my passion. I'm a dancer and choreographer. I grew up doing that. Um, When I was 19, I moved to Hollywood and trained and worked in the industry and um, did all of that. And that's that's what I spend my days doing now. I live my life as a dancer and choreographer. How's that for an intro? <laughs> that was perfect. Great. Good. Yeah. I was sweating. I was nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really crazy too, like Maddie mentioned, because I found your YouTube videos back in either ninth grade or in middle school even. Um, through my Facebook feed, someone had shared your dancing video to one of Justin Bieber's songs. And I thought it was like amazing. Keep in mind, the year was probably like 2009. So we had like the skinny jeans, the Delia's t-shirts. Like, (laughs) it was epic. Whatever happened to that store? Oh Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they definitely went out of business. Like, <laughs> shame. I, I totally know, right? forgot about that till literally just now. <laughs> oh, Delia's was my life. <laughs> it was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was the stuff back then. Mm-hmm. I straight up had somebody contact me about a week ago with the same prompt, which I thought was hilarious that you just said that they were like, hey, I just saw one of your videos, blah, 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 blah. And they contacted me on Instagram. And I was like, you understand that this was this was like well over 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> I thought it was That's really That's cool. crazy. So apparently people are still digging the skinny jeans and the Delia's shirt enough to, you know, follow through, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty iconic look. <laughs> I guess, yeah. You right? <laughs> yeah, so I've been a loyal subscriber since, you know, 10 years ago, and I've really watched you kind of grow up and become who you are today like you mentioned you moved to LA to train and now you're located in Texas yeah yeah so and right before we started to film even you mentioned how you were teaching a dance class so I'm really curious to kind of hear a little bit more about your journey as a dancer and how you found yourself living in Texas your career and everything that you kind of do if that makes sense 
Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, I found myself as a dancer really, really young. Um, I think I'm one of those people that was really blessed to decide like what I wanted to do with my life at a young age. Um, even if it's uh, not such a fruitful career as far as money is concerned, but um, yeah, I started dancing really young. As soon as I was in high school, I knew like I was going to move to LA and this is what I was going to do. And so I worked really hard the year after high school, saved up a boatload of money or what I considered to be a boatload of money at the age of 18. <laughs> and, um, and and I moved out to California, which was like a dream. I watched YouTube videos all through high school and just like fantasized over those studios and really just drooled over them. Like I couldn't believe when I stepped foot in Millennium on that hardwood floor with the red wall behind me that said unity and diversity. It was like this moment that I had dreamt of my whole life. And I just, I loved it there. So I grew through those studios be, beyond measure before, before anything else. Like I just grew as a dancer and I grew as a human and I just learned so much training at those studios in LA. Um, but along the way I, I met my husband, um, and he is a Texan. So he was in Hollywood for like eight or nine years before we decided to pick up and move to Texas. And we've been here for like three years now. Um, so we moved for his work. Um, I was dancing and, and all of that and it was going okay, but dance work is hard and it's few and far in between. Um, so when we decided to move to Texas, I was like, okay, let's see if I can make this happen. I'll find some choreography jobs. I'll find some teaching jobs. Um, and so that's what I did. I nannied for a while when we first moved out here, um, but I really was able, I was blessed that I found several studios. So now that's what I do. I teach full time, which is really amazing at a few different studios around Dallas. Um, and I get to choreograph and be at the dance studio every day of my life, which is really uh, amazing to me. Like I never even dreamt that I would actually get to this point in my life where that's what I get to say is my like career. So I love it. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, when you first started uploading dancing videos to YouTube too, uh, did you ever imagine that that would become as viral as it did and kind of lead you down this path? I mean – I don't think I even knew what viral was because this was like this was like the first or second year that YouTube even existed. So, um, you know, middle school was kind of rough for me. I didn't really fit in. I went to a private Mennonite school um, where dancing was considered a sin, which is absurd. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so I did not get along with the other kids. Um, they really just didn't get me. Like I was just kind of a weird kid to them. Um, and so I found YouTube and – I, it was kind of just like an escape for me. I came home and I would like film these crappy videos on my webcam with my laptop and I was dancing to Justin Bieber or, well, I guess, you know, Jonas Brothers too at that time and <laughs> like, you know, it just made me happy. And so I was posting those videos and it started to pick up steam. And for me, that was like, that was all I needed. That was that little bit of encouragement that I was like, oh, I can do this. Like I can dance and people think it's cool. Like there's a whole world outside of this little school that I go to and these eight girls who are telling me that like I don't belong. And so, yeah, so it was pretty interesting when it when it started to pick up steam. My parents didn't know I had a YouTube. In fact, I was not allowed to have one. <laughs> and oh. <laughs> um, I mean, who wants their 12 year old posting videos of 
you know, right. themselves dancing in their bedroom <laughs> and posting it on the internet. Like, so they were not happy with it. But by the time they found it, I had like a million views. And my mom was like, delete this right now. This can't, this is unacceptable. You lied to us. She was so upset. I mean, rightfully so. But my mm-hmm. dad was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Does that say a, a, a million views on one video? Wait, I'm sorry. And he like took the, the laptop and was like, no, no, Cheryl, she's she's got something here. <laughs> and um, after that, my my dad helped me film my videos. He was like kind of in on it. So I got like, you know, I had a cameraman after that. So it was really interesting. Oh, my gosh. What yeah. a supportive dad. <laughs> that is so nice. <laughs> he was. He like helped me make make merch and and everything. I mean, I think maybe like four people in the world have a mini Maddie Mayo t-shirt. Um <laughs> It was a huge hit. Um, <laughs> okay, wait. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah. Oh. I, I still have the domain, actually. I've kept it all these years because I like I don't want anybody else to have com. But it's not active right now. But I sold merch <laughs> and I did have like a legitimate website. But we realized like the bandwidth to be, you know, keeping videos on a website was absurd. So oh. it didn't last long. But I did sell merch for a very short period of time. My dad helped me design it and sell it and... <laughs> All of that. He was in on it. Dang, I really missed my shot at a mini Maddie Mayo shirt. Um, I think I still have one laying around somewhere. Um, I can certainly. Oh my I god! Can certainly box that up. You you say the word. <laughs> I, would be I know I've got. I've got at least one buried somewhere because I don't have the heart to like throw it away. <laughs> yeah. So. No, I feel that. <laughs> wow, that's so sweet that your dad was so supportive of YouTube. Um, kind of on the same topic too, when you decided to take a more non-traditional route after graduating high school and moving to LA, were people supportive of that decision? Um, I mean, yes and no. My parents, like, I'm the second child, so they're a little more lenient with me, I think. And I'm mm-hmm. also kind of just that wild child that they're like, Maddie's going to do what Maddie's going to do. And we're either on board or we're not even a part of it. So you know, and like that sounds really harsh, but like I I really am a big proponent, like I'm a big supporter of just living your life and like doing what you want to do. And so my parents, after a little bit of a pushback, they were like, okay, um, at least let us take you down to LA and, and we want to look at apartments with you and we want to make sure you're safe. And so my 18th birthday, my dad's birthday present to me was to fly me down to LA to look at apartments. Um, and I realized after we got there, his motive was to scare the crap out of me <laughs> so that I wouldn't want to move. But it had the exact opposite effect. Like we looked at apartments all day and my dad was like, oh, well, this is all you're going to be able to afford. And he was t- carting me around to like, I mean, apartment buildings in areas that uh, were very scary in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I straight up had a landlord look at me and be like, I wouldn't rent to you. You're small. You're a woman. You're alone. No way. I wouldn't rent to you. It's just not safe. I'm a dad myself. And like, I know this building. And my dad was like, well, this is all you can afford. So, I mean, that's pretty scary. I don't know. <laughs> and Like he was trying oh, to scare wow. me. And um, and I was kind of like discouraged. And then I went and took a dance class at Movement Lifestyle from Lyle Baniga. And I got in the car and I was just like, I was literally like in tears, but not, not sad tears. Like I like held it until I got in the car and I just was like crying. And my dad was like, oh, well, I'm sorry. You know, it's, it's rough to be out there with the big dogs. You know, it's okay. You know, don't worry about it. They're, they're professionals. And, but he kind of was like, oh, that sucks, you know, but I forget about LA kind of thing. And I was like, no, dad, this is like, I, I'm home. Like I, 
belong. I don't think I've ever sat in a room and felt so at peace, like this is this is home. And I think they were like, ah, crap, <laughs> when he heard that. And after that, he was like, okay, <laughs> we'll go along with it. So then they were they were pretty on board after that, and um, and they were excited for me. And and I I mean I call my parents like almost every day still to this day, and and we talk about dance, and they want to know about how things are going, and they're they're pretty supportive of it now. So they got on board. Oh, that's good. I mean, when you find something that makes you feel at home, it's really hard to let that go. It is. It yeah. really is. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing in life too is just like find that one thing that – or multiple things. It doesn't have to be just one, but mm-hmm. just like find whatever it is that, that makes you feel whole and like, you know, and just run with it. Do do that. Don't let other people tell you you have to go to college and get a degree and something the complete polar opposite. Like to me, that just wasn't useful. And I was like the only thing I would do if I went to college is dance. And, you know, in the whole scheme of things, dance degrees don't necessarily guarantee you better pay as a choreographer so why get in debt for it when I could just jump straight into it so that's what I did and honestly I it hasn't hindered me yet I mean knock on wood but um (laughs) (laughs) but I've been you know it's been fine and it hasn't really come up that's like a problem that I don't have a degree because of the path that I've chosen life now if I wanted to go off and be a journalist or something that would be Mm -hmm. a problem but um (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah wow that's great um, you know what I was thinking about this too when you were saying how you don't want to go into debt to go to school for a choreography degree and all that. If only YouTube had monetization and ads the way that we do now with all of your videos and the millions of views that you've gotten back in the early 2010s, like girl, you could be living large now. <laughs> I know. And you know, I thought about that though, but the big hurdle with YouTube and dancers is um music copyright issues I I can't Uh, do that because of the copyright laws so I have um I have like a couple videos running on monetization right now that are like old ones that I submitted forever ago and I think they're still running I don't I don't even know if they are like I get like two pennies a a day a month maybe (laughs) but um but yeah I couldn't I when that came up I was eligible for monetization as far as like subscriber count and all of that but I wasn't uh, none of my videos qualified because of the because of the copyright law, which is frustrating. Because I'm like, I'm a dancer. My art, this is my art. The choreography right. is something that I created, and I'm giving these artists free advertisement. Like I'm using their song, and and yes, I understand. Like I'm also a musician, so I get that. Like they need to be paid when their song is used, but like let's split it. Like make it a 50-50. Right. Like the artist gets half, I get half. Like I just I'm not making the same monetization that a vlogger is. But come on throw me something over here. <laughs> I'm working on this. I spent 10 hours choreographing and I spent a whole day shooting it and I, there's wardrobe and makeup and like, you know, I would be True. making production videos if I knew I was going to make money off of it. But yeah, sadly, yeah. not in the cards for me. It's a bummer. That sucks. Yeah. That's one of the downsides about YouTube. As much as I love it, there are still a lot of parts about it that I think could use some improvement. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Every YouTuber feels that way for sure. Yeah. Okay. So you have a pretty large following on YouTube and Instagram and even TikTok too, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you want to mention the context yet of how we talked about it. Do you want Oh, yeah, you? go for okay, it. My yeah. launch is definitely after yours, but um, okay. but yes, on, on the other podcast. <laughs> yeah. So we filmed for Maddie's podcast about a month ago, and so we talked about your TikTok, 
on there too, but you have quite a large following across a lot of platforms. Is social media something that you kind of want to integrate in with your dancing at all? Or are you more focused on other kind of like career or just passions in life? I I mean, I definitely social media is something that I want to include. It's hard. Um, it's hard because it's like, that's where the money is. I mean, in all honesty, like as far as choreographing and working as a dancer and all that's concerned, you do it because you love it and you're not really in it for the pay because the pay is pretty low, considerably low compared to, you know, actors and musicians and things. Um, but if you're doing social media stuff, you're making a lot more money because you're getting to do ads. Um, so that's certainly something that I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I would love to do that for that aspect. But I I hate that like you end up kind of selling out the art a little bit when you do that because then you end up putting like cheesy content out um and so and I see so many other choreographers that I really love and respect doing that and I I'm here for that I love it um but I see a lot of other people who I also love and respect being like this is ridiculous you sold out and I'm like oh I don't want to do that um so it's kind of like a hard line and I feel like I haven't posted a lot of my dance stuff for a while because I am kind of scared of that which I kind of hate because when I was younger, I was like, look at me. I'm dancing with a webcam. <laughs> and, like, and then like now I'm like, oh, but it's not perfect. And like, oh, like everyone's going to see it. And now I'm like, oh, OK, like Phil Wright follows me. And if he sees this video, like, will he be ashamed because he taught me, <laughs> you know, so. So, yeah, yeah. but I do want to integrate it. And I do feel like I I really love getting to share what I love with people and that's like the best way to do it is is these platforms that we have we're connected with the world which is such a beautiful thing and I can like extend my dance family and community beyond who I'm physically around which is really incredible so that is something that I'm you know that I'm pursuing and and working on growing at the moment okay awesome well I'll leave all of her social media in the description as always yes. so Make sure to go and check out. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And since this is primarily like a dating podcast, let's transition a little bit to talk more about like your love life and relationships and all of that fun stuff. The juicy stuff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned that you're currently living in Texas with your husband. How long have you guys been together? Um, We met at the end of 2015. So coming up on five years, I guess, like four and okay. a half years, um, we met like right away when I moved to L.A., um, which he was like the one of the first people I met when I moved there, which was kind of crazy Yeah, <laughs> because wow. I just stuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a sign, really. Yeah, I know. And I really felt that way. I was like, I feel like as much as LA was a part of my dance journey I think that like it was divine intervention that like that was another poll I had for going there like the path that my life has taken and and how much like how great it is to be with him and be doing all these things and all these opportunities I've had because I've intertwined with him in such a way I think that was just like such a such a pull to take me to California he was definitely part of that I think were you guys friends when you first met or did you feel like you hit it off right away? So we, okay, so, <laughs> let's get into this. Um, we met because uh, when I moved to LA, I originally I lived in a dance dorm because I didn't have any roommates. Um, 
moving to LA and so I was crammed into a dance house um, asking every single person I met anywhere if they needed a roommate and if they knew anybody who needed a roommate because I had two weeks to find myself a place to live. Um, So I ended up meeting this girl through like a friend of a friend of a friend um, and her name was Cassidy and she was this like fun, super bubbly, amazing human being and a beautiful dancer. Um, and she was like, yeah, I'm looking for a roommate. I have a two bedroom apartment. Um, and we met at the Starbucks, like across the street from the building. And she was like, it's actually right over there. Do you want to, do you want to go see it? And, um, backstory, not to get off too much of how I met my husband, but, uh, (laughs) that building, remember that whole trip I was talking about with my dad when I was 18 and we looked at apartments, Mm -hmm. we looked at one apartment that I wanted to look at that was like my dream apartment building. It had, it was a block away from every major studio in North Hollywood. It had a dance studio in the building. It was like filled. I knew all the dancers lived there. It was like my dream building, but it was way too expensive. And my dad was like, you'll never be able to afford that. Forget it, kid. (laughs) And so (laughs) fast forward, like a year later, I'm at Starbucks with this chick and she goes, oh, it's right across the street. It's that building. And it's the building. And I was like, no way. And I can share a bedroom with you and my rent will be $560 a month. Uh, Oh, my God. Brought me in. I don't even need to see it. Like I toured it. I've been manifest. I put posters of literally I put, like, the flyers from this building all over my room. It was the first thing I thought of when I woke up. It was the last thing I thought of when I went to sleep. I was like, I'm gonna live in this building. I can walk to Millennium. It was like a whole thing. Manifested the crap out of this building. So she was like, um, you can come see it now. My roommate works from home, so like he's probably there. Oh, I'm so sorry. He's a guy. Is that okay? Um, is that gonna be a problem? And I was like, Oh, I mean, my mom's gonna be mad, but it's fine. And, <laughs> um, and so we went in to go look at the apartment, and that was the first time I, I ever met Zeb, my husband. And he was like working at his desk, and um, he like rolled out his chair from his desk in his bedroom when she was like hey Zeb are you in here and I like peeked around the corner and he like pushed his chair back and he was like hey and I was like oh shit okay (laughs) roommate's cute um (laughs) when can I move in (laughs) so um I think you know it was like maybe puppy love for me at first but um and I don't know what he really what he really thought of like his younger roommate bringing in and also younger girl to like come cram into his apartment. Um, but I definitely was like, oh shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was how I met him. We were roommates. I lived in the room um, across the living room from him for quite some time. And we, I mean, no, not quite some time. We actually like started officially dating probably like two months after I moved in. <laughs> so I guess it was pretty fast. But yeah, that was how I met him. <laughs> Oh my gosh. If that isn't fate for like apartment living and your husband, I don't know what is. Right? I know. That's what wow. I'm saying. I'm like, this whole thing was like grand design. Like nobody could ever intertwine all of these little weird details of my life and like have it work out the way that it worked out. Like it's insane. Honestly, I, I look at it and I'm like, okay, I'm I was doing something right when I was manifesting that, I guess. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think following your dream of dancing, it just led you down all of this. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <clears throat> totally. Yeah. So I guess since you guys have basically lived together since the beginning, there probably weren't any surprises, were there, when you guys officially lived together? 
No, Does that make sense? not really. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. It was like I already mm-hmm. knew what his bad breath smelled like. And um, <laughs> yeah, it, it which is a weird thing. And I never was a huge advocate for people living together before they got married. Um, but then after I did live with my husband before we were even dating, I was like, oh, this should 100% of the time happen. Like, it was kind of difficult to be to live together right off the bat like that and like I still kept my room like my bed in the other room like I didn't and I would go sleep in my bedroom for like a long time I wasn't completely like in his room sleeping with him like every night Mm -hmm. but um I kind of tried to keep it separate but it was like we you know it was a small apartment like we lived together and like I had a separate bathroom but it was like he's still gonna smell my poop like this is life like here we are um right off the bat like all of that you know cutesy lovey-dovey beginning time was just like it we were like tossed into it right away so but I think it was good because it really like gave me a true sense of who he was like there you know Mm -hmm. like some people have that like shattering moment of they're like oh my god he's terribly messy what the heck like I didn't know this um and I knew that I knew he never put his underwear in the hamper so (laughs) it still doesn't (laughs) but I knew what I was getting into so it, it was good it was it was a good thing yeah that's awesome um how long were you guys I guess, like, roommates before you became, I don't know, did you live, what's, like, your journey from being married now, living alone in Texas, to being roommates in that L.A. apartment? Yeah, so we started dating, um, I don't know, whenever, I don't know, somewhere around, our first date was, like, the, was, like, the day before um, Halloween in 2015, so, um, and we like, I don't know, it started kind of weird because I'm five years younger than him and he'd lived in L.A. for a really long time. And like I knew he was kind of like this, I don't know, L.A. character. I was like, OK, if I have sex with him, like, is it just going to be like, oh, my God, I am I allowed to cuss on here? Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> is it going to be like, oh, my God, I fucked my roommate. Um, And now what the heck do we do? Um, <laughs> or is this like going to turn into a whole thing? And so I wasn't really sure. So like when we first like when things first happened, like we used to hang out or whatever. And then I was like in his bedroom with him hanging out. And we were like playing music because he plays guitar and drums and like he had like all this recording equipment. So I was like singing and he was like, we were just messing around like that. And, and, um, and then he just, he leaned in and he kissed me and I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) 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 Um, and yeah. And I literally like, it, it was like a whole thing. Like we like made out for hours and then I was like, I can't sleep with you. Um, because I'm not like that um I'm a good girl and um and I like went back to my bedroom and I was like okay reasons to not do this right now um I have none uh, I haven't <laughs> shaved that's my that's my only reason so I was like I'm gonna take a shower and I'm gonna shave and I'm gonna go back in there and I did that <laughs> perks of living together <laughs> So I straight up was like, okay, good night. I can't, I can't sleep with you. Goodbye. And I left. And then like 20 minutes later, I come like knocking on his bedroom door again and was like, hello, feel my leg. <laughs> um, and yeah, so ended up having sex with him the first night, which, you know, not sure if I'm proud of, but also like I was living my life. Um, yeah. No shame. And um, yeah. And so like that went on for like a couple days and I was like, are, are, are you going to? 
are we gonna like go like are we gonna have dinner ever is this a thing um and so he's like yeah yeah I mean like on Friday yeah I'll take you out and so we like went on our first official date um and so anyway sorry I'm like rambling I'll just I'm just telling you my life story Um, oh I love it (laughs) um but yeah so we went like went on a date and like literally on our first date he was like don't fall in love with me like it's like it's not it's just not gonna work like that like I'm just not somebody who can like be in love like I'm just not the guy that somebody marries what and I was like oh okay cool noted got it like I just moved to LA I'm 19 years old I don't need to be like in love with the first guy I date here like all good bro it's gonna be fine um and then we literally went on like we like went out that night we drove out to the beach in Palos Verdes and like looked over the like cliffs of the ocean and like sat there and he was like standing there like holding me from behind like he's standing behind me like holding me because it was like chilly outside and Mm -hmm. and he was like really quiet for a long time and I was like what are you thinking you know I'm like that girl and (laughs) and um and he was like I don't know it's weird and I was like, "What? What's wrong?" And he's like, "No, nothing. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong." And I was like, "No, like you're like you're like you're being weird. Like we're we're cool, right? Everything's fine. Like because if you like want to panic and like like we can, it's fine. Like it's cool. I know we're roommates, but I, it's it's all right." And he was like, "No, I'm not. Like it's not like that. Like I like, I actually think I'm falling in love with you." And I was oh my like, god, did it in a 24 hour time period? Wow. <laughs> and so it was like one of those moments where I was like I don't know and I kind of like at that moment is when I was like this is yeah wow this is this is happening this is it and I think I kind of felt that way from then and so we were basically like I guess quote-unquote dating like we were boyfriend girlfriend from from that point and um we didn't get married until like um we got married July 29th 2008 oh my god what year was it (laughs) It was 2008. I was going to say 18. Um, It was 18. It was 2018. (laughs) I was like, no, it's 2020. We haven't been married for two years, but we will celebrate our our second wedding anniversary this year. Uh, We eloped. So like the date in my mind, I don't like remember Mm -hmm. as well as other women who stare at it on invitations for months, you know. Um, But yeah, so yeah, we we're dating and living together for a long time and we moved to Texas and we were still dating for like a year and a half. We lived in Texas and we weren't married. And I was like, eventually I was like, we like, I gotta know what's going on here because I moved my whole life across the country. I miss California. Like if this is not panning out and like we break up, like there's no other reason I'm going to be in Texas, but for you right now, like, like, are we doing this? And so it was kind of like apparent. We were like, yes, okay, yes, we're getting married. Yes, this is happening. Um, but we just didn't have the money to pay for a wedding and the ring and the whole gamut. And so um, eventually we decided to elope. And so that's kind of like how that came to be because we were like, if we can't afford to have a whole big shebang wedding, then like let's just elope and like have have it sweet and sentimental how we want it and, and, and be married because that was really what was important to us was just, you know, being married yeah. and the wedding thing. So oh, for sure. My yeah, parents so were too, so I get it. <laughs> oh yeah, and his parents did too, actually. So like they oh, weren't even that mad. Um, <laughs> my parents were, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah, that was kind of our timeline. We we dated for for quite some time before we got married, a few years. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so I know you've told me the story before, but I love it so much. I think it's so beautiful. So, how did he propose? <laughs> um, so we were on vacation in um Cayman and um his friend who he grew up with in Texas is a scuba diver down there now. So we were with him and we went scuba diving. Um and he they got me down like 70 feet underwater which also mind you my biggest fear in life is water i'm terrified of the ocean i love the ocean but Mm -hmm. being underwater terrifying to me and i went scuba diving once like two years prior to that with him and his friend in cayman but um it, it was like it was rough and so that time i almost didn't get under the water but his friend was like no no we're doing this you're getting underwater and i was like no i'm ruining your fun like it's okay i'll just wait here i like i want you guys to go enjoy it like you guys go have fun i'm just gonna look at the fish from up here it's fine and um <laughs> and his friend literally like grabbed my scuba vest and like just deflated it and was like it's okay you're good and he just like kept giving me the like okay hand signal and just like dragging me under the water and oh I was God. just giving him crazy eyes but I was like okay I know if somebody does or shove me under the water I'll be fine so that's what he did we got under the water we got to this like little dive spot where there was like the rocks were in this pretty little formation and it was like a little tropical water area where all the corals were and everything and they faced me against a rock like he his friend literally like turned me around and then just like patted me on the shoulder like stay here because you know can't talk while you're scuba diving Mm -hmm. and um and and I thought nothing of it I was literally like doop to do standing here looking at a rock and and I was like wait why am I looking at a rock (laughs) (laughs) what the heck I'm like I'm I'm in the Caribbean and I'm looking at a rock like and so I look over my shoulder and I see like Zub and his friend Chase like fumbling around with trying to get something out of Chase's dive vest and they pull out a jar and my it just like clicked in my head I was like oh my god it's a ring he has a ring like it's, this is happening right now, and um and so I like turned around and I I had told my husband before like we ever decided to get married or anything that like my one rule when I got proposed to is like you have to be on one knee like I don't care about like anything else but like I it's just that's my that's my dream like you gotta be on one knee and so he literally was underwater and was like trying to deflate his like vest and like had to like float down to one knee in slow motion (laughs) with the ring like in a jar on display and proposed to me that way and it was like and we got really cool photos underwater of it too it was like a really cool way to propose and it was like a super last minute plan because we had planned the vacation and then we decided on the airplane that we were going to get married and that we were like yeah forget it like we'll get rings whenever like it's not a big deal I don't care um and so he'd snuck off and gotten that ring at some point while we were on vacation and um and then so yeah, he really pulled it out, man. He was like, yeah, bam, no bam. <laughs> yeah, so super cute. Yeah, that is super cute. Um, you brought up too, which I didn't even think about the first time you told me how you can't talk when you're scuba diving. So were you guys just like miming or what <clears throat> happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, and we, yeah. So he just got down on one knee and like displayed the ring. And I mean, that's obvious enough. But right, yeah. um, but I immediately like nodded my head and like leaned in to kiss him. But you you have the, 
you know, uh, I don't even know my terminology because I'm not really a scuba diver. Um, <laughs> but you have like your mouthpiece thing in so you can breathe. And I like bumped my mouthpiece on his and then we like laughed and we were like, oh, of course we can't kiss. And so like I like kind of hugged him and you can take your mouthpiece out. Like you can take it in and out. But I was so terrified. I was like, I like we were 73 feet under the water. I was like not taking that thing out of my mouth for nothing. Because when you put it back in, you have to like blow and get all the air bubbles out. Otherwise, Otherwise, you will inhale water. And like if you inhale water 70 feet under your toast. So I was like, nope, not even like it's something that's not a big deal for other people. But I was like, I'm not even pulling this regulator out of my mouth to kiss you because you proposed like I will kiss you at the surface. (laughs) And he like tried to pull it out of my mouth. And I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Like shaking my head violently underwater. Um, so yeah, we like kept the ring in the jar and, um, we like took some photos and like posed with it. And then we went back up to the surface and, um, we got up and our, um, our friend who took a scuba diving, his girlfriend was, was up there and she told everybody at the dive site that he was proposing underwater. So as soon as we like submerged out of the, or emerged out of the water, like everybody was applauding and was like excited and um so it was like this grand entrance I like climbed up the ladder and everybody was cheering and and she was taking pictures and stuff and so so yeah that was we just didn't really need words I guess it it just kind of all happened without language that's so sweet (laughs) yeah it was cute yeah that's perfect um (laughs) so uh, you guys got married. How old were you when you got married or eloped? Um, I was 22 when we got married. Okay. So were and he's five years older than me, so he, he was 27. Okay, got it. Were there any challenges that came with being married, like, quote, unquote, so young for you at 22? I mean, yes and no, because, like, there is a piece of me that's, like, I got married so young. Like, I didn't have to get married so young. Like, I knew he was the one. But then it was also, like, why why not? Like, if I did mm-hmm. know he was the one, you know, it doesn't really change anything. But there is a little bit of a stigma. Like, I feel like sometimes people are a little judgy about that because they're like, oh, like, you just, you know, you just married the first guy that you ever, re- like, really had an adult relationship with. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, but also, like, how lucky of me that, like, I didn't have to, yeah, you know, exactly. date for 10 years and go through 10 heartbreaks and, and then, you know, end up – and so – you know, I've I've had that conversation with other people before that, you know, they're kind of dis- – they discredit me a little bit on that. Um, and I'm like, mm, no, actually, I, I'm lucky. Like, it was mm-hmm. it was good that I, that I got married so young. And also, it's kind of helpful because I look really young. And then when I say, like, blah, 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 my husband, people are like, oh, you're an adult. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm point. like, yes, uh, here I am. I'm an adult. Take me seriously. I can rent cars now. Hello. <laughs> so yeah dang I feel like I need a husband to show people I'm a grown-up too (laughs) I know it's it's been my favorite part (laughs) not really but favorite part about marriage yeah you just like flash the ring and then you're like my husband and then and then they're like oh sure buy this alcohol we won't card you you're like okay Yeah, I should mention too when I said that my parents eloped, they eloped when my mom was 18 and my dad was 22. Yeah. So, they, yeah, they were also very young. So, I totally get the stereotypes and kind of like negative um, reactions because as their child that they had at 20, uh, 
I got a lot of the same, like, she's your mom? Like, how old is she? Mm, kind of yeah. responses. So I get that. Um, yeah. So uh, growing up, did you see yourself getting married in your early 20s and kind of following the life path that you chose at all? You know, I really didn't, actually. I kind of pictured myself as one of those people that was like, maybe I'll get married at 30 or like whenever, I guess, if it happens, mm-hmm. it happens. But I was never, because I was so like, dance is my first love and like it always will be. I, I love dance so much that I was like, I don't really care about anything else. And um, I had I had a high school boyfriend that I was pretty serious with. Um in high school and I guess I saw myself maybe marrying him pretty young um, because that was something that we talked about but it wasn't really something that I I don't know that I like really dreamed about and I was never one of those little girls that was like I can't wait for my wedding and I'm gonna wear this wedding dress and da 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 I just never really thought of it that way I, I did picture myself having a family when I was when I was older and you know having mm-hmm. you know being married and having that whole lifestyle but never really put a time stamp on it yeah I mean, and how can you really? Because who knows, like, what's going to happen in life and where you end up. I know. And some people are so hard on themselves with those, like, timestamps. Oh, they're like, yeah. I got to do this by this age. And I'm glad I didn't give myself those those deadlines because it's just – you can't control that. Life mm-hmm. just happens. Exactly. I remember telling, like, my first real adult relationship boyfriend, I guess, um, my plan and how I wanted to, I think I was 21 at the time and I like wanted to be engaged by the time I was 23, be married by like 24, have a kid by 26. And now it's like, oh my God, I'm almost 25. Thank God I'm not married or pregnant. or (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly. And I think about that too. Like my mom was about my age when she, um, when she had my sister. Well, she was my age when she became pregnant with my sister. And I honestly just like, as much as I know I would be a fantastic mom, I cannot imagine that. I'm like, I'm a child. Don't, yeah. no, no. Like, and my mom was, I mean, my mom got married really young. So they'd been married for about five years before they had my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm like, I can't imagine. Right. <laughs> Jumping same. into that. Yeah. Like, I would step up to the plate, but at the same time, I'm not ready right now to do that. <laughs> right. Exa- exactly. Yeah, me too. I, I, I feel the same way. I'm like, I nannied for long enough. Like, I know what I'm doing. Oh, but yeah. I also know how incredibly difficult it is to be a mother and like, oh, God, you got to be a superhuman. I'm not ready to be a superhuman. I, I can't. <laughs> But once you commit, like you cannot go back. Right. I mean, like, what? It's not. A, it's not. It's, it's, I was gonna say it's not like a puppy. You can't give him back. But also, you can't give a puppy back. So, I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, life altering, for sure. I mean, I'll get there when I'm ready. But I'm glad with where I am right now. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So I want to get into like your dating history and all of that. But before we do, let's take a quick break. And we'll be right back. In case you didn't know, this podcast officially has merch. If you like the Breaking Up podcast logo, then you'll love the hoodies, t-shirts, 
phone cases, mugs, socks, like you name it, that we have available for purchase. I felt super inspired by my creation of the logo with the hand squeezing the heart that I wanted to make some collections of merchandise, so definitely check it out. I tried really hard to design something for everyone, so there are a lot of options, colors, sizes, styles. We have pastels. We have an After Dark collection of just all black with white text and logo for more of a minimalistic or emo vibe, which I love. Some have the logo printed small and subtle and other pieces have it in the middle. I just really tried to find something that anyone and everyone could enjoy. Definitely check it out and see for yourself. You can shop the Breaking Up merchandise at teespring.com store slash Michaela dash or I know it's a lot easier to just click a link, so that will be in the podcast description as well. You can also find it on my YouTube channel as well, and even on the podcast's Instagram at breakingup underscore podcast in the description of that account. I have a coupon code for you listeners too, so if you use the code BREAKINGUP in all caps, you'll receive 15% off of your total purchase. This is another great way to show your support of the podcast. Even if you just give it a glance, I'd really appreciate it, so go check out my merch. This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you. And if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today. And we're back. Maddie took her inhaler, so we're all good to go. (laughs) We can all breathe. It's all good. (laughs) It ain't easy being wheezy. (laughs) I need to start saying that before I take my inhaler. (laughs) My friend sent me that meme one time because she caught me. um, Most people don't know I have asthma because I don't I'm pretty discreet when I take it, but I always have to take it whenever I like go out drinking with friends because I'm around cigarette smoke and mm-hmm. and I have to take it. And so I'm like pretty discreet. And one night my friend caught me and she was like, oh my God, do you have asthma? And I was like, uh, yeah, like I actually take my inhaler a lot. <laughs> and and she like, she like teased me about it in like a, such a friend way, like her and I have great banter. And mm-hmm. later she sent me a meme that was like a person, a picture of a person taking an inhaler and it said, it ain't easy being wheezy. And I was like, that's my new catchphrase. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you can use it too. Awesome. I totally will. <laughs> Okay, so jumping on in, I wanted to talk a little bit about your dating history since you did mention you had a high school boyfriend, but you also mentioned how Zed, your husband, was kind of like your first real adult relationship. So uh, before you met your husband, is your high school boyfriend, like, did you date a lot or was it kind of just your high school boyfriend? I mean, so I had a lot of like, I don't know, quote unquote, boyfriends. Um when I was, like, in high school, but, like, I I mean, I don't know if you even, like, count those because it's high school, (laughs) Um, (laughs) and none of them could drive, so I didn't really go on dates, dates, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, it it was actually, like, a running joke that was, like, the Maddie months, and you would get two months, and then I would just break things off, but it was because, like, when I was in high school, I I didn't want to lose my virginity, and it was, like, this expected thing that, like, on the third month, like, that's what happened. That was expected? 
I mean, yeah, and like my high, I mean, mind you, I grew up in Oregon where like everybody's pretty liberal and free okay. and like live your life. Like there really wasn't any sh- slut shaming going on around me, which was really great. B- but also like it was like one of those things that like all of my friends had lost their virginity. Like it was just one of those the boys had and like if you dated them it was just kind of like expected that there was like something more than making out after that time period and so I would legit just break up with people because I would panic (laughs) I would be like I'm in too deep I don't want to see your penis (laughs) (laughs) and I would just break things off and like that was yeah that was like the extent of my high school relationships I feel like we had such different high school experiences too because only one of my good friends had lost her virginity and it was to like a serious relationship so it's yeah. just that's why I was like really in high school because to me back then like I totally wasn't ready and by what the third month or second month back then at that point in my life I totally understand why you broke up with them <laughs> Yeah. 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 I think that was weird that I don't think that was really the common thing, but it was honestly kind of an issue in my town. We straight up had a daycare in my high school. Oh, my God. It was not uncommon for accidents to happen, unfortunately. Um, So I am an auntie to a lot of babies (laughs) Um, which is great but um but yeah and that was something that also terrified me because I saw that happening um I mean that makes me sound like it's like a disease I just I saw (gasps) I saw my friends um realizing that like they you know that something happened Mm -hmm. that they didn't plan on um and I was scared because I was just I mean obviously nobody really plans for that to happen in their life so I was just honestly terrified of getting pregnant (laughs) that I was like I'm never having sex (laughs) at least because then Mm -hmm. like I have to at least be an adult you know um so yeah so that was what I did I waited um but I yeah I was what year was it I guess it was my sophomore year of high school I met my boy who ended up being like my high school boyfriend I dated him for a couple years actually almost like three years but it was kind of off and on but um yeah, I met him in a dance battle. Um, nice. <laughs> I hope you won. <laughs> um, I actually sort of gotten a – this makes me sound super ghetto, but I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> um, only time I've ever been punched in my life and the only time I've ever thrown a punch in my life, I got into a dance battle with this girl and we were like having a hip-hop dance-off and then she like got – way too close to me and like I don't know I was still in like the character of it of like "Mm, yeah whatever like we're dancing Mm -hmm. what's happening come at me (laughs) and she straight up punched me in the face oh my god (laughs) and and I was like also I'm a feisty child um and I always will be that like if somebody punches me that's like I'm not gonna just walk away um although that's what I should have done because I'm a very small human um and this was back in (laughs) high school when I was about four foot ten and about 85 pounds um and I just got right up in her business and was like crumping but also like kind of just like throwing punches at her stomach at the same time a little bit and my um this guy who I ended up dating he like saw this and my friends were like oh my god like Maddie's about to get beat up like she's so small don't let her do this (laughs) and he literally straight up came into the middle of the dance circle like shoved us apart did a backflip and everybody was like hey and then they all filled in the dance circle and this was like at lunchtime at high school oh my god this was was my high school um I don't know what was happening (laughs) sounds intense ghetto high school musical I guess I don't know (laughs) Um, 
but yeah so then later I like saw him in the, in the hallway and he was like and he was like oh hey it's um it's the girl who was about to get beat up or it was the girl that I saved or something like that and I was like whatever like you shouldn't have came in the middle of that blah 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 and he was like you're just mad he's my dance skills were like good enough to finish a dance battle and yours weren't and um anyway so we started talking because like that was how I obviously I would meet people in a dance circle um (laughs) and so yeah so we started talking we were friends for a really long time before we dated um and he actually dated one of my friends before he dated me. And then we decided we liked each other. And it was like this whole dramatic thing where I was like, oh, my God, is it OK? <laughs> Did they date him? And I mean, they dated for like two weeks or something stupid in high school. And um, mm-hmm. anyways, she was like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, I don't care. So, yeah, him and I ended up dating for a long time. And I really do like – I do consider that a serious relationship, even though it was in high school. Like, I really, he, I really did love him, and he'll always have a special place in my heart. And I know, like, he really loved me. And um, I have a very, like, only the best fond memories of him. And so I think that was really serious because he definitely taught me how to love and, like, prepared me for the marriage that I have now. Like, I accredit a lot of what I learned to him because it was such such a learning experience to truly love somebody and and I really did love him with like all of my heart and like that comes with a lot (laughs) and you learn a lot with that first true relationship for sure yeah so I definitely that was kind of like my high school dating history I guess um but we we ended up breaking up um we broke up like a few times then we got back together and you know we were like kind of dramatic I guess like high school crap um and um, but I mean, he was, he was the f- person I lost my virginity to. So I like waited until I was like, I'm going to wait till I'm in love and blah, blah, blah. And, and so like he, he was the first person I ever really considered truly being in love with, um, before my husband. So, so yeah, that was, that was that just those two people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I mean, that's a really great perspective to have too on your first relationship, your high school boyfriend, um, I kind of feel the same way too about how that first person just teaches you about love and puts you on kind of like your path to navigating relationships from there on out. I had a conversation. I met up with him um, since I've been married. Last time I was in Oregon, I like ran into him and we ended up like grabbing a drink and sitting down and talking. And I just, we just had like such a great conversation about life and just being like so thankful that like we dated and that we knew each other and like all our whole relationship and it was like such a sweet moment that I was like I'm so glad that I don't hate your guts like you know a lot of people break up with like that person that they really loved and it's so painful and it was it really was at the time but now it's like you know he's still like he'll text me every once in a while and be like I had a crazy dream are you okay and I'm like that's really fucking weird because I'm not right now (laughs) and like I think we still have like a really a cool relationship that like I don't know. I just think that like when you truly love somebody and like you are in it with them like that, I don't think that ever goes away. I think it changes. Mm -hmm. Like you have kind of a different perspective of your relationship, but you know, they're always going to be somebody who cares about you. And and I'm really fortunate and glad that that, that that's our situation. And I, you know, I'm glad that I had a closure conversation with him two years later where I was like, we're cool, right? Like we're adults and I'm married now and like life's okay, right? And so it was good. I'm I'm glad about um about that breakup now, but <laughs> at the time it was rough. Oh, I bet. 
How did you specifically like deal with that breakup? Do you have anything that really helped you during that time? Well, we had a couple breakups. So, I mean, honestly, the first major breakup we had was probably like the worst because we were in this is some tea I'm about to spill. So bubble oh, up. Yes, girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were in it was my senior year of high school Um and I was in the middle of choreographing for this big show and it was like this whole thing. It was like a like a I don't know. They one senior would get to choreograph for this fundraiser that all of the varsity athletes would put on. Um, and it was like this thing. I was a big production for me or whatever. So I was working on that, and um, I had a dance piece that I had him in and my best friend at the time and then another friend of mine. Um, So it was two girls and two guys, and then we had this, like, little dance piece, whatever, that we were working on. And um, somewhere along the line, this story came out to me by my other best friend. She was in the car with me one day, and she was like, Maddie, I really – I don't want to be the person to tell you, but he's not going to tell you. and I think I have to because I, I can't hold on to this information. Um, he cheated on you. Mm. And this was after, like, I had lost my virginity to him and all of that. So, like, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and so, anyways, like, my friend got out of the car. Like, I was, like, dropping her off at home. And she, like, got out of the car. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I'm going to call him and yell at him. Um, thanks for telling me. <laughs> um, and so I called him and I was like, how dare you? How mm-hmm. how dare you think that that was like an okay thing to do? Blah blah blah, and and the other side of it was that he the story was that he had cheated on me with this other girl who was also my best friend that was in this dance piece, right? Oh my god! And um and I was like and with her of all people and like she was also the girl that we had to like ask permission from because he had first dated her before me for like two oh. weeks, so it was like the whole tie in there, and I was like of course like you know used to like her like this is like a whole thing like you always liked her originally before me and blah 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 and all these insecurities came up and he was like I think you need to come over and we talk about this in person because this is entirely not the story and like I don't want you to think that about me please hear me out I did not cheat on you I want to be very clear so I was like you got like you got like two minutes with me buddy and so I like pulled up to his house and he got in my car he was like crying and I was like don't even try like don't this this is dramatic this is this mm-hmm. is ridiculous and um basically the story unfolded and he was like I was really really drunk one night I was at my friend's house there his best friend and I legit was like blackout drunk there was no girls there was no party it was me the dudes we were like playing video games hanging out and um the next thing I know I'm blacked out on the couch and she's straight up on top of me in his house I don't know how she got there it's the middle of the night blah blah blah. he's telling me this like what pieces he has together he says that his friend came in and like told her to leave and like was like what the fuck get out of our house why are you here it's like 2 a.m and they thought she left and so they left him on the couch they were like sleep it off buddy and then Mm -hmm. his friend went back in his bedroom and, and went to sleep and they thought that was that well apparently that's not that apparently she came back in and um I mean I I'll be sensitive for his case because I don't know how much he wants the world to know but basically whatever she did we're not really sure but Mm -hmm. um rape does happen to guys and not girls not just girls and um I 
he basically told me and I was like, so she raped you. Like, this is what happened. And he was like, well, I don't think so, but I don't know. Like, I don't think girls can do that to guys. Like, I was too drunk. Like, how do I know that? Like, I was like, no, like, this is what happened. Like, is this what you're telling me? And he was like, you know, he just was like so embarrassed by the whole thing that he just didn't even want to like admit that that had happened, but he didn't know. It was like a really weird, sloppy, messy thing. And so anyways, I was like upset with the girl. And I also was like, okay, did he cheat on me? (laughs) Did this actually happen? Is this a lie? I definitely trust him, but like, it was like very, it was really tough. It was really tough. And, um, I basically just told her, I was like, I don't want to talk to you. I like, I don't want any part of you because either like you encouraged him to cheat on me or you did this awful unspeakable thing. And either way, like, I just don't really see myself being friends with somebody who's capable of either of those two options um and so some weeks went by and she gave me well through a friend she like gave a friend a note and Mm -hmm. um basically she put it all in writing and she admitted to everything that what she had done and I'm like I took it to him and was like this would hold up in court she signed it with the signature it is a written confession like, you should take this. And he never, like, he was just so embarrassed. Like, he just was like, I don't want to deal with any of this. Like, let's just leave it and walk away because I don't really remember it. So I'm not really that scarred and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, like, <laughs> this is a thing. Um, So anyways, that whole thing happened. But we broke up during that time period where I was like, I don't know what happened. And also, like, I'm not comfortable with somebody who can get blacked out drunk and, like, not tell me what the fuck happened. Like, that's not okay. So we, like, split. And it was, like, in the midst of, like, my big show and this whole thing. And he was, like – I was also mad that I was, like, why didn't you tell me? Like, you should be the first – I should be the first person you run to about these these things. Like, I care about you the most. And, like, something happened. You should tell me. And he was, like, well, you're choreographing this thing. And, like, she's in the piece. And I didn't know what to do. And I was going to wait and tell you until after the show and I was like so you were just gonna like show up to rehearsal every day and like dance with this girl and like try to pretend that this was not a problem and it was really weird so yeah we broke up for quite some time and that was like really rough because I just didn't know what to believe um and then after I found out the truth I kind of was like okay well let's still just like take a break like I was just kind of scared about the whole thing and we eventually got back together after that but that was like the first breakup and that was super rough like yeah, no kidding. Oh, my God. That's really tough. And, like, let alone in high school, too, to have to deal with that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was it, it was such a weird – it was such a weird situation, too. And I, like – yeah, and we, we got back together for a short period of time, and then we ended up breaking up again because then I was, like, struggling with some mental problems that I was having with my depression, and he just felt like he was not equipped to – to help me with that which now looking back is totally fair and he had mm-hmm. every right to tell me like Maddie I can't be a part of your life right now because I don't know how to help you and I can't be on suicide watch 24-7 and that's totally fair and that was terrible of me well maybe not terrible but it was it just wasn't fair of me to ask that of him at that time and that age especially so I we we broke think he broke up with me then that time after we got back together for like a few weeks and that was really rough because then I was like, I'm depressed. I'm struggling. <laughs> this thing happened. Like, like blah, blah, blah. I just was like so – my whole life was just like in pieces. And I like was like 18 and was graduating high school in a few months and was like, how – like this is supposed to be the best time of my life. Like I'm going to graduate high school, like all this stuff. And, um, and it was honestly just like a nightmare. It was like a living nightmare. And it was the worst heartbreak I think I've ever dealt with in my life and I hope I never 
have to go through that like pain paired with like you know depression issues and all that it was rough but dance really was the thing that did get me through that and so I'm thankful for that but but yeah that was it was a brutal breakup two breakups (laughs) oh my gosh yeah no kidding I mean after all that it's probably like really wonderful that you were able to get married so young and put all those heartbreaks behind you I know. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to know this again. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I answered that question because I just rambled for like oh, 10 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a great answer. I'm really glad that you were able to share all that and kind of shed some light on, you know, what you went through in high school. It's great that after all of that, you're able to kind of have this like good relationship with your ex-boyfriend and be able to still talk to him and meet up. I mean, heck, running into your high school boyfriend and getting coffee, I'm still waiting for that to happen with mine. Like, I need closure. (laughs) Call him. Honestly. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, and I – so I bumped into him, but then we didn't, like, immediately go be like, oh, let's go grab a drink or, like, whatever. Like, I bumped into him and saw him, and it was, like, one of those, like – all of the blood in your body rushes Mm. to your face and you're having a panic attack and like you look at him and he looks at you and you know you saw each other and you're like uh hi bye gotta go like it was like a kind of an awkward thing and then I ended up texting him later and oh no I called him actually I was like I'm not even gonna like wait to see if he texts me back (laughs) so I just called him good for you he, he answered the phone in like such a happy voice. He goes, Maddie Mayo. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, hi. Um, you can totally say no to this, but um I would love to see you and grab coffee. Completely platonic. Um, or if you're free tonight, like maybe a glass of wine would be good. We could do that. And he was like, I would love that. I'm I'm gonna go see a movie right now with some friends, but I get out and in two hours meet me here at this place and um and so I did and we sat and talked for like a couple hours and I was I'm so glad that I that I did and I feel like if you're in a stable place where you can I think everybody should if you need closure you should always get closure because it like was one of those things always in the back of my mind and I was like I'm a married woman like I shouldn't be upset about a breakup like I'm over him <laughs> but I'm also like closure <laughs> I need yeah. it so definitely I think always get closure it's super helpful and sometimes wait like it's you know it took me a long time to get to the point where I could sit across the table from him and not be like I, I want to kiss you like you know it like it took me a long time to be in that place where I was like okay I'm like we're friends and I'm really glad we're friends you know so yeah it's good it's healthy I think I therapists agree. would recommend it too <laughs> oh <laughs> probably most likely <laughs> Yeah. Well, I can only hope that someday I'll get that, but that's, I'm still really happy for you that you're able to get that with your ex-boyfriend too. Yeah. Well, moving on to some kind of more lighter and happier memories of dating. Um, Do you have any good like dating stories between you and your husband? Any like great romantic dates or anything that's memorable? Um, I have a lot actually. I've been really lucky. Um, oh, good. <laughs> I mean, aside from the fact that, like, we got to elope and all of that, I really, like, when we were in L.A., there was so many amazing dates that we could go on because it's L.A. And, like, everything yeah. is magical, <laughs> I feel like. Um, yep. But, man, we just had so many fun adventures that maybe they weren't even dates, but, like – we I've just gotten to do so much cool stuff with him like be on sets for movies and like 
you know, filming stuff, recording music. I got to be in like recording studios with him all over LA and um I mean all kinds of stuff. He legit helped me steal a brick from Millennium. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait. This is, one of, how? this is one of my favorite things. I I literally was like, okay, this is how I know you truly love me because you deal with my shenanigans. Um because Millennium Dance Complex, so like the the dance studio I moved to LA for, um they they ended up tearing down the original building and they moved down the street. Um well not down the street, like 10 minutes away. Mm-hmm. to a new like much better dance studio new and improved um but the old original building just had so much history and it was like every artist like musician who's ever picked a backup dancer has stepped foot into this studio and they had their rehearsals for their tour in this building and like the hallways were just lined with photographs of signed photos like thank you millennium for providing amazing dancers you know it was just like mm-hmm. iconic Wow. And so they tore the building down and it was a pile of bricks. And, you know, they had like the the fences up, like keeping it blocked off so nobody could like mess around with, you know, this construction site. And um, we were driving past and I was like, man, I want one of those bricks. <laughs> and Zeb was like, what? And I was like, that's Millennium. Zeb, do you understand? That's Millennium. And um, and he was like, I mean, I, I get it, but like what? Like, you okay, let's grab a brick. And I was like, I, I can't get it. Like, they have it blocked off. And he was like, we get through that fence. That's fine. And he straight up, like, flipped a bitch in the car, like, turned us around, pulled over, and was like, get out. <laughs> and, so, oh. and so we jumped out of the car, and he, like, we, like, found this little hole in the fence where he, like, held it up, and, like, we, like, snuck into the construction site, and, um and like, we, like, found a good brick that wasn't, like, broken, you know, and, um and, like, snuck it out of there. And I was like, okay, the fact that you appreciate that or like I don't know that you like see the importance of this like trivial Mm -hmm. little thing of like grabbing a brick from a dance studio you know um was super sweet to me and and he's always like that's just kind of like how we always are with each other like um he's just he's got my back even if it's a stupid brick (laughs) (laughs) um I hope you still have that brick Dude, the worst part. So when we left LA I had it on our balcony um like outside there was like a little storage closet on our balcony in LA and when we moved we moved like pretty quickly like we decided and we moved within like a couple of weeks um and we just took what would fit in our two cars and so I didn't even open up the storage closet I just like because like everything that was in there was kind of like shared belongings you know like a vacuum cleaner things like that Mm -hmm. I left it for my roommates um and we got to Texas and like a month or two later I well, no, not a month or two later. A little while later, I almost opened up a, a Millennium franchise here in Dallas. That's a whole other story. But I realized the brick. <laughs> I don't have it. Where's the brick? I'm about to, like, and that was my thing. I was like, someday I'll open a studio of my own. I'm gonna take that brick. I'm gonna put it in the wall, and it's gonna be a piece of this like big success studio. I'm gonna put it in my studio. Like, I'm just gonna yeah. manifest that same success and wealth for it. And, and I was like, I don't have the brick. I don't have the brick. Like, I don't where to go. And I like called my roommates, and they had already moved, and like the whole oh, thing. No. And, like, nobody knows, nobody knows where the brick is. But the lease was never broken, so like it, it was never like anybody ever truly vacated the apartment and they cleaned it, and somebody new moved in. Like, it's just traded hands from roommate to roommate all these years. And um, so I'm like, man, if I go back to LA, like what if I just knock on their door <laughs> and be like, um, excuse me, 133, 
do you have a yeah. brick on your balcony that I could have? <laughs> That'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> do it, girl. For the brick. For your dance studio someday. For my, my dance. It needs the brick. Yes. So, I don't know. We'll see. I might be crazy enough to, to just go knock on their door someday, but I I doubt it's there. Somebody probably saw it and they're like, why is this brick out here? It's just weird. <laughs> you know, and they just tossed it probably. But I don't know. Oh. That's such a sweet story, though, either way. That's really nice of him. So supportive. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have, like, some good date stories, though, from my high school boyfriend because he had to actually be pretty creative with our dates. Yeah. Um, so, because I was thinking about I was thinking about this one because you prepped me a little bit for this question, and I was like, <laughs> the best dates. Um, but one of my... I have I actually have two that my high school boyfriend did that will probably always be my favorite thing because I love surprises. Um, Same. And he like when we were first dating in high school, he like asked me one day at school. He was like, "If you like got plane tickets to anywhere, like you go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Just for like a day?" And I was like, "I don't know, Paris. Like I, I want to see the Eiffel Tower." And um, so he's like, "Okay, that's cool." And I was like, oh, okay. You don't, like, want to talk about, like, was that not a conversation starter? And he was like, oh, that's cool, whatever, and, like, went to class. I was like, okay, I didn't think anything of it. And then that weekend, he was, like, um, date night uh, at my house. And I was like, ooh, date night at your house, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, fancy, you know. Um, and so he took me to his house, and he was, like, dressed nice. And I was like, I'm going to your house. And he was like, wear a dress. <laughs> so I was Aww. like, okay. So I, like, dressed all nice and cute. And um, he came and, like, picked me up. And he was, like, wearing a full on like, tie, like, the whole thing. And drove me to his house. And I'm literally sitting there, like, why? What is happening? And we get to his house, and um, he opens the door. And we walk up the stairs to his where his living room is, and he had hung sheets around the whole living room to make it completely white around the walls and strung lights across the entire living room, so white lights, and, like, had made an entire wooden cutout of the Eiffel Tower. What? From, like, within, like, five days. I was like, how did you even do that? And strung lights on it, so it looked like a legit Eiffel Tower. Had a table with a tablecloth and, like, roses on the table and, like, had a dinner, like, a fancy dinner setting and sat me down and handed me a menu. (laughs) (gasps) And I was like, wait, I have a menu? He was like, there's only one thing on it. It's just informing you what we're eating. I was like, okay. Um, And I was like, where's the waiter? And he goes, um, waiter. And his little brother comes in. Oh, my God. In a tie, like, white shirt, black tie, like, the little napkin over the arm and was like – yes, can I take your order? And I was like, oh my God, that's the cutest. Like, and honestly, it was like one of my favorite things. So we had dinner in Paris. Oh my and God. And we were done eating. He like had them move the tables and like played like, you know, the typical Paris music that you would think of when you think of, you know, that scene mm-hmm. and like danced with me around the living room. And I always thought that was like the cutest little thing um, that he did. But yeah, dedication. Made a no cutout kidding. of the wow. tower. Yes, dedication. That is so sweet. I know. I'm like, now, like, who has the time for that? Like, you know, I can't ever expect my husband to do that crap because, like, we don't have time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess high schoolers have time for that. Let's be real. Right. Exactly. Like, you're not doing anything else in school. So, yeah. But he did that. And then he, another time, he straight up set off fireworks in front of my parents' house. And I, like, when we before him and I had started dating in high school, we like skipped school one day 
as friends and like we like went to the mall which was an adventure because I lived an hour from the mall so we skipped oh, wow. school and like drove to the mall <clears throat> and hung out and we were in the store at um Hollister and they like play music videos you know in Hollister mm-hmm. and they were playing that um I think it's Ollie Murs um I just want you to dance with me tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know that song? And mm-hmm. anyway, so we were watching it in the music video. In the music video, he, like, wins over the girl by, like, setting off fireworks in front of her house and, like, getting her to come out and dance with him. And there's all these people in the streets and they're dancing and there's fireworks and the whole thing. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like, my dream person would, like, dance with me in the street. I love that. And then we'd been dating, like, only two months or something. And he um, – there's an – like – he knocked on the door and my mom answered it and she was like um maddie someone's at the door and i was like can you get it <laughs> my, my mom was like it's joe and i was like oh, okay like let him in and she's like i think you need to get it <laughs> oh. Like, oh my god mom okay i'll come to the door geez and i went up to the door and he was like at the door and was like and grabbed me and like pulled me outside and the music started playing and all of my friends he taught them the choreography from the music video Whoa. all of my friends and like we backed up and my one friend started lighting fireworks and like everybody was dancing in the street and he like set fireworks off in front of the house and like danced with me in the street to that song and i was like wow okay <laughs> once again dedication <laughs> Like, was oh the time God. for this? You learned the choreography from the music video? Like, what, what was he doing? But, yeah. So, I think, you know, those will always be pretty good stories of, of perfect dates, really. Okay. So, your life is a movie, and that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that a little bit. I've been... I've been pretty lucky. Um, the, 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 the people who have loved me in my life have been really truly amazing people so uh, yeah. I'm thankful. what's your love language do you know have you ever taken that test um I haven't taken the test but I definitely know my love language is words of affirmation um okay. I'm de- I like I just I thrive off of someone telling me that that they love me that I'm like just just affirming everything in life mm-hmm. telling me I'm doing a good job like all of that and uh it's funny because my husband, um, he like he's the opposite. Like he's just words of affirmation are not important <laughs> to him and he doesn't understand why they're important to other people. And so that was like a learning curve. And now it's funny because he, he tries because he knows that that's like important to me. And so it, like it, it was incredibly awkward at first when like literally a couple years ago when he decided to to try um this affirmation thing and he will it's still awkward he'll look at me and he'll be like hey um that dinner was really delicious good good job it was good Aww. thank you and I'm like thank you I'm glad it was mac and cheese but I'm really glad you liked it <laughs> and he's like no no I'm I'm satisfied thank you it was good <laughs> and I'm like and it's almost sweeter because I know that like he's kind of going out of his his normal thought process or it's going out of his way to to make sure that I'm like getting what I need from that which is really sweet but he's definitely like he's more of like an action kind of person and we've never taken the test but that's kind of my evaluation of him because Mm -hmm. because he's a Sagittarius so 
Um, Got it. What are you again? <laughs> I'm a Capricorn, but okay. my his um gosh, it's not his like his sun sign or whatever is Sagittarius, but his whatever what's the other sign? I don't moon, know. The moon one, sign or rising? His his rising your rising one is the birthday, right? Determines that. Correct. I, oh, I thought that was it, moon. Okay, maybe it's moon. One or the other. The like one that's first and foremost is the most impactful one is his Sagittarius, but he's also Capricorn in the okay. background. So he kind of gets me. Like we're kind of on that level, and I'm more of a um, I, I'm I'm a less of a head in the clouds Capricorn, if that makes sense. I mean, as much of a dreamer as I am, I'm still like a very logical. I like to make lists. I like things like mapped out and clear um and so I'm kind of that way and he's a very much like a financial kind of brain like he loves like calculations and numbers and things like that so we kind of match up on that front um but yeah his love language is totally not that he's like I I love you and if I decide I'm I don't love you I'll tell you but until then you should just always assume I love you like I don't know I have to tell you every day I need affirmation. He's like, I married you. Like, this is an ongoing thing. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, to him, that's like it. the act of service where he's like, right. I physically did this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I signed a binding contract. <laughs> is that not enough? I'm like, no, nope, never. <laughs> no, girl, I'm the same way. My love language, it's like in between words of affirmation where I constantly need reassurance or praise. Like, I after I upload a video or like do anything the only thing I want to hear from my boyfriend is that he's proud of me or that he watched oh, it yeah <laughs> yeah um, me. <laughs> but I'm also <laughs> I'm also like that type of person where my love language is gifts because when someone mm-hmm. like thinks of me and they either pick me up a coffee with theirs or saw something at a store and they knew I'd love it like to me I'm like oh my god that's so nice you love me <laughs> Yeah, that is so sweet too. I feel like my husband's that way a little bit as well. That like, mm-hmm. like whenever I don't know, like I think of him, like if I'm out and about, and I like bring home dinner or whatever, or I like bring home something for him. He's always like, "Oh, thank yeah. you." Yeah, like he's like super appreciative of it. Or like in the mornings, like if I ever pour him coffee first and like take it to him before I have my coffee, he's like oh you got me coffee first (laughs) and it's like so important to him and I'm like it's literally a cup of coffee but I'm yeah I did I thought of you yeah (laughs) so I think he's that way also but yeah it's it's the little things sometimes it is no and it's true and it's like important to keep those things in mind in a relationship as well because it's like whatever your love language is like doing little things like pouring a cup of coffee first or like saying hey the dinner you made was really great or I mean what are the other languages I forget but all those like little things that you do you know like it does make a huge difference in a relationship so it's so important to to be keeping those in mind and like being aware of your partner and like how they want to interact with you is super important yeah 100% I agree yeah yeah so Okay, kind of just to wrap everything up, since I know we've been chatting for quite a while now. I know. <laughs> it's so easy. Hours. It's so easy to do that with you, too. I remember that happened last time, too. We just get into such great conversations. But knowing everything that you know now and everything that you've gone through, is there anything that you wish you could tell your younger self about in terms of dating and your experiences throughout these last years? 
Um, I mean, I would tell my younger self a lot, but <laughs> um, I think ultimately I would tell her just to like calm down. <laughs> oh. Um, like I think I spent a, a good portion of like the beginning of my relationship with Zeb, my husband. Like, I think I spent a lot of time stressing and like when we first started dating he was pretty stressed about like just stuff that he was doing with his career like he was working on making a movie at the time which was super stressful and I like took everything personally and then like we would get in these fights and he would like leave to go you know cool off because he wanted to be level-headed when we have the conversation which is so mature and so important um to do that, to take a second. Um, mm-hmm. But I was always like, no, you're not leaving. We're having this fight. Like, we're having it out now. We're solving this problem, which is so totally the Capricorn in me. And him <laughs> wanting to run away from it is so totally the Sagittarius in him. Yeah. Um, but I think I wish I could go back and tell myself, like, just let him leave. Like, it's okay. Like, your whole world isn't going to fall apart. And if he chooses to not come back through that door, like, you're gonna be fine like you you have yourself like you're good and I wish I could tell myself that because I just I would panic and he would leave and like the more I would call him the more he would be like I'm not coming home (laughs) um and he would like he like would like turn his phone off and like leave and then for hours I would just sit in agony and like be so anxious like waiting for him to come back and it was like the weirdest fights we just had were always nonverbal. And then he would come home and and it would literally be like, hey, you hurt my feelings when you did this thing. And he'd be like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. I was worried about X, Y, and Z. And I didn't even think it would hurt your feelings. And then we're like, oh, okay. Well, thanks for apologizing. Like, yeah, okay. And then it was like, that was it. You know, it was like, I like sat there for hours and it ruined my day. And like, I wish I just would uh, calm down. So that's my advice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think learning how you and your partner argue and make up after an argument is so important to the relationship too so important and I I mean I feel like I didn't really get the hang of that until probably like a year or two ago honestly like we were together for a long time and we had some terrible fights and it was bad but then like I mean, because of me, like, he's so chill and laid back. I just am dramatic. Um, (laughs) And I just am like, we have to fix this. And, you know, it's something that always has to be solved. And, like, some things are not solvable. Some things are just like, hey, I just want you to, like, validate the fact that that hurt my feelings, you know. And Mm -hmm. it's just you had to learn to fight. It's a weird thing, but you do. You got to learn how to be angry at your partner and then how to, like, not be angry like how to get over that too yeah for sure communication is key oh my gosh it is and everybody says that and you're like communication is key (laughs) you know and then and then you find yourself in a relationship and you're like oh shit communication really right the key like (laughs) oh man because you can't read people's minds you Mm -mm. can't (laughs) nope I mean even last night with my boyfriend and I I was in I don't know why but I was in such a feisty mood and we were so chill like nothing was going on we're just hanging out on the couch and I look at him and I'm like I really want to be mad at you like I want to fight so for the next like 40 minutes (laughs) he's like okay what can we fight about what are you mad at me for and we like went through our past arguments and I'm like okay is there anything that's not resolved like what bothers me and it's kind of I like ironic in a good sense where I wanted to fight but I was mad that I couldn't find anything to fight with him over because we were so good (laughs) you know (laughs) 
But I mean, of course, eventually I found little things just to piss him off about. But still, I think there we've been so good for a while now where we haven't had a fight yet. There's something in me that I feel like needs that fight to rem- like feel more like not more in love with him, but just afterwards to have that release almost. I don't know if that yeah. made it. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, and you also like to be reminded that somebody wants to fight for you too. True. And so it's like, and it's also that feeling of like, like injust, like you're feeling like there's some sort of injustice, even if you can't put your finger on it. That you're like, I want to be validated for whatever, you know, like you're like, yeah. I, I need validation from you, and I need like you to you know, fight for me that like, this is important. Like I want to remind <laughs> you that I'm the most important thing to you and I could walk away. Yep. <laughs> you so know, true. it's like, it is something that you, yeah. Every once in a while you kind of need that, that, that pull back to each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. I so <laughs> that's what we did last night at like one in the morning. And then <laughs> <laughs> finally he was like, can we go to bed now? <laughs> Aww. <laughs> yeah but he's a trooper so he puts up with me and my fighting <laughs> that's good yeah you know they all do i think eventually mm-hmm. guys just realize that all girls got a little bit of crazy in us so you just gotta pick which crazy oh, yeah you can, you can you know wrangle at 1 a.m and there you are <laughs> yep exactly i always say that i'm low-key high maintenance which i think yes. is yep just a little crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm like super laid back about a lot of things. I'm like, yeah, if you need to disappear for like three days, it's cool. Just tell me about it, you know. But like also the minute you try to tell me what to do, we're going to have an absolute battle. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I am an independent woman. I can do what I want. (laughs) Yes. That's all of our fights. I'm the stubbornest person in the world. Like it's it's not a great trait sometimes, but Mm – I feel you on that yeah. one. Me too. <laughs> it's good. It's called willpower. Um, oh, it's fine. Yep. <laughs> We're okay. I need to start saying that too. Willpower and what was the wheezy one? I already forgot. Oh shoot. It ain't easy being yeah. wheezy. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta write these down. Oh, <laughs> uh, little nuggets of wisdom from that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of quotes, I always end an episode with a quote of what we talked about. And since today's episode was all about you, do you have any quotes that really resonate with you? All about me. Oh, I feel so important. <laughs> yeah. Validation, right? I love it. Give me more. Um, I so I feel like my go-to quote. I have I have a verse tattooed on my left arm. Um, so I mean, that's obviously going to be the most important quote to me I guess um which it's first corinthians 16 13 um the bible verse is be on guard stand firm in faith be courageous be strong and I think that's like really applicable to all things in life that's like you know be on guard like be prepared for anything and like make sure that you know you are understanding everything that's coming your way like stand firm in faith like be sure of what you believe rather that's like the bible or it's anything else like you know stand firm in your faith don't let anybody shake you don't let anybody tell you what you believe only you know that and be courageous and be strong like always like give life your 100 percent. and i think that's always just something that i wanted to hold close to my heart so i got it tattooed on my arm (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a great reminder i love that yeah 
That's good. Plus, you got to put it right on the muscle, you know, be courageous, be strong, and then you just got to, like, flex the yes. butt up a little bit, you know? <laughs> True. <laughs> Catch that- me on my Instagram. <laughs> I'm showing it off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that your only tattoo? Yeah, that is my only one. I've debated getting more. Like, I really do want to get more, but I also, like, sometimes I have to cover it up for for gigs and filming and things like that and it has been a little bit of a hassle so I'm like where could I put another one that it wouldn't drive me crazy when I do have to cover it up because yeah it putting the makeup on the underneath of your arm is super difficult because then you're if you're dancing it's just rubbing right off onto your boob like (laughs) and then you just have like a cake boob it's just not good so be you know if you're getting tattoos think about where they are and if you could easily cover them with makeup if you need to you know if you're in the you know performing industry or whatever yeah that's a great reminder I mean all my tattoos are really small because I have that same thought where if I need to hide them for whatever reason you know like I can easily fit them underneath the band-aid or makeup if I need to yeah and I like I love all those cute little little ones like that's what I kind of want to do like I want to get five six seven eight you know the dancer in me wants to get that (laughs) somewhere and I've been thinking about getting on my foot like on the arch of my foot like right where your turnout is as a dancer but but then I, I hear foot tattoos wear off really quickly and you have to get them redone a lot so yeah especially if you're like walking on it if it's like your sole yeah and like yeah that underneath part of your Mm -hmm. foot is like it's I guess it wears off really really fast so I was like "Mm, maybe not there and then I was like also maybe the side of my finger but same thing they wear off really quick apparently they get dull yeah that's what I've heard too yeah tattoo life right and then like after all that pain is it really worth it (laughs) i know right and it costs money (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i mean little ones like that i guess would not cost that much but still no they're still up there like i have all my little ones i think the like cheapest which it wasn't even that cheap was like 80 bucks before tip yeah i think that's what mine was my tattoo artist like went back and retouched it for me afterwards too, which I was super thankful for because I have eczema and I like I got super itchy when it was healing because I mean you break skin so like it kind of itches or whatever um, and I had scratched it in my sleep and I'd like oh. messed up the tail end of it like where the numbers are and um, and so I went back and was like I know I'm gonna have to pay to get this touched up but can you please touch it up and he was like oh girl I understand I have eczema too and I do the same thing I scratch on my sleep like I'll fix it don't worry so he fixed it for free which was really nice um, so now it looks perfect but yeah see that you can mess up your tattoo real quick <laughs> that's something that when I get my tattoos done they always say come back in a year for a touch-up and I'm so bad because I never go back. But yeah. I feel, like, should I be doing that? I mean, I think it does help. I mean, I've had this one for six years now. And I don't know. I guess it has gotten a little bit more dull over time. I'm looking at it right now like you could see me. But um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at um, mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's I mean, I guess it's kind of doled out, but it's still I don't know, it's black ink. It's pretty mm-hmm. strong. So as long as you keep your skin, like, well hydrated, then I, I think it's fine. But I also don't – like, if you had, like, a sleeve or something intense with bright colors, I could totally see how you would want to keep that touched up. But yeah, I don't know. With small ones, I don't think it's really that big of a deal. I remember 
when I was getting the tattoo on my finger, which is this tiny little crescent moon. I was in LA at the I time. Love that tattoo of yours. Oh, thank you. It's one of my favorites too. Um, but I was in LA at the time and we went to I think three different tattoo parlors before someone accepted me because every single tattoo artist just kept turning me down saying, "No, like I won't do that to you. Like I'm sorry, it's just too small. It's not going to last. Like I wouldn't do that to anyone. It's not worth it." And me, oh, wow, at, really? Yeah, and me at like 21, I was like, I don't care. I want it now. Like, <laughs> it can wear off. Whatever. <laughs> like YOLO. Right. Yeah. So finally, we like found someone that didn't really put their foot down, and I got it done. And now it's been, um, what like three years, and I can sort of see what they were saying because it is an outline, and they all said that over time the ink is gonna move and like blur, and it's just gonna be a blob. Like we're not at the blob stage quite yet, but I can see oh. it's not it's not as crisp, um, and it could be the it is the placement for sure because I use my hands a lot. So like from right. far, yeah. So from far away it looks great, but up close I do notice a difference. And she did say to come back in a year for a touch up. So I might just have to book a flight back to West Hollywood and, <laughs> and let me know. I'll go with you. Oh yes. I'll get my dancer tattoo and it'll be great. That would be great. We should do that. <laughs> I'm legit like I'm I'm not the kind of person that just says this crap and then never follows through. I'm one hundred percent down. You tell me when you book your flights. And I will go because I love Hollywood so much and I need oh, to go back. <laughs> same. I mean, I don't have quite as a connection as you do because I didn't live there, but I've always loved every trip that I've gone out to LA. Like, oh, it holds such a special place in my heart. It's just magical. It like, really is. Even if you never lived there, I think you can still love it with the same amount of love and respect that it's just like, there's just something in the air. It is mm-hmm. just, a, it's just a magical place, honestly. Yeah, and it's refreshing to hear too that you can still say that after living. Like it'll it'll rip your soul out. It's rough, but like <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like I love stuff when it's when it's difficult and like I ate ramen for days and it was brutal and I racked up a lot of credit card debt just trying to buy groceries, but you know, I just I would do it again in a heartbeat. I yeah. love it. It's like addictive too. So, yeah. thank you so much for being on my podcast. Yes. Thank you for having me. Um, and thanks for letting me like talk your ear off about my life story. Um, I hope it was entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was great. I mean, this podcast is all about just gaining perspective and learning about other people's love stories and breakup stories and any advice that they have, which, oh my gosh, I almost forgot to ask. What is your biggest advice for someone going through a breakup? That's such a good question. It really depends on the person too, but I think the best thing when you're going through a breakup is just like to focus on what's really important in your life. Like I know that person seems like they are what's really important, but also you are what's really important. So like what, you know, focus on what you need and focus on your personal needs first. And, you know, if things fall back together, they fall back together. But If not, then at least you have yourself taken care of and you're still functioning and you're still moving and that's what's most important. So like for me, I threw myself back into dance and that quite honestly saved my life. Like I don't know what I would have done. I would have cried on the floor (laughs) for for months, you know, and like dance was so good. And I think physical – I think that's because it is a physical activity. So like if you don't dance, like go to the gym, 
like force yourself to run on a treadmill, it will make a difference. Like get the endorphins from working out, get yourself feeling good about your body, like feeling confident and strong in yourself and like it will make a world of difference, I guarantee. Yeah, I'm nodding along because I so agree so much. <laughs> yeah. As much as working out sucks, it'll right. make you happy. <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned that a little bit earlier when you were talking about you and Zeb fighting how you know you were okay before him and you'll be okay after like you have yourself and that's enough and that's such a great reminder yeah it really is and I think that's like the big difference between I don't know like having that lovey-dovey like honeymoon relationship versus having like a good sturdy solid adult mature relationship like knowing that you're like yes I love them and like Like, I don't ever want to picture my life without him. I don't even want to think about that. But also, like, I I am an adult and I am in control of my life and I am confident and I can provide for myself and I am secure and I love myself enough that, like, I could love myself enough for the both of us if I had to. So I think that's really important to even feel that way when you're in the middle of a relationship where you don't feel like you have to feel that way. I think it's still really important. Oh, for sure. And well, on that note, where can the listeners find you? Um, you can find me all over the place. Um, <laughs> um, catch me on YouTube. It's still Mini Mighty Mayo, although the name will appear Madeline Elise when you click to the page because, you know, got to get rid of that mayo. But that's, <laughs> that's Mini as an M-I-N-I, M-A-D-D-I-E-M-A-Y-O. Mini Mighty Mayo. Um, that's also my handle for Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at the Madeline Elise, and you can catch me on TikTok at um, Maddie Moves, um, and that's with an S. Maddie Moves. Um, nice. <laughs> I should have all of my handles synced up, but at this point, they're all taken. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I relate. Can't do it anymore. <laughs> Struggle is real, right? <laughs> Yeah, go follow her. Her content's amazing. She's an amazing dancer. So go show Maddie some love. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, come, come join my family. I will give you love right back. Yes. <laughs> and what's so funny too, I know I want to – I keep trying to wrap this up and then there's so much I more know. I want to say. But <laughs> I'm it like – It'll be like 3 a.m. and we'll be like <laughs> wrapping this up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I was first – searching for your accounts on like Twitter and Instagram. I only knew you as Mini Maddie Mayo. So it was really helpful that I could search that and it would still pop up as your Instagram at the time and Twitter. So I'm kind of glad you had that username because it was helpful to find you. Yeah, I think it still does. If you type in Mini Maddie Mayo, I think my Instagram still links because people find me there still somehow. I, maybe it's because my email is Mayo at Gmail. So mm-hmm. like um it's linked to all those accounts so i think the google algorithm pulls it you know if you type in mini maddie mayo so that must be it you'll find me yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks again and thank you all for listening i'll see you guys next week bye if you want to get involved have feedback or perhaps your own story you'd like to share please email me at breaking up with at gmail.com or you can reach out to any of my social media and send me a dm I'm always looking for future guests, so if you want to save your story for an episode to guest star on, be sure to mention that in your message as well. Don't forget to leave five stars, subscribe, and have a nice day.